summertime in Payne County, America. Welcome to the Pastors of Pain podcast. I'm here with uh, my amigo and priest compadre here in Stillwater. I used two Spanish words that time. Compadre and amigo and uh, otro sacerdote. Uh, here in Stillwater, Father Brian O'Brien. Hey, everybody. I'm back. It's been, uh, you did two episodes without me. And everybody, you know, did you hear our, oh, <laughs> a lot. I'm not sure if that's, uh, that's not canned laughter. My mom, uh, I I thought I would. I think the one you had with uh, Gretchen and Alicia. Let's not speak of that again. I thought <laughs> this thing is like all over the place. And then my mom called me, and, she, and that was like one of her favorite episodes ever. Hey, while you were gone, ratings through the roof. It's not true. But <laughs> Bam! I keep up with the metrics. Oh well, I don't. But I know I that people covered. were talking about it. I heard people were listening to it. Just because ra- people on, are talking about it, that doesn't mean it's good. Um, uh, pe- people in Alabama were listening to it while drinking Milo tea. I can, <laughs> I can, uh, we can look up if anyone was listening in Alabama. Uh, well, just, they were. I, I, just I so saw. You know. I saw. They were. They were. They just, were. They were pouring out Milo tea and they were listening to our podcast. Whatever. They. It was beautiful. It was oh, we have a special time. guest today. Whoa, whoa! Let's. let's I would not like get to, to that. introduce. Really? Already? So we have had we've had a banner summer here in Stillwater. What, is it, what does uh, it mean a banner? A summer? A banner summer, like worthy of putting it up, putting it up in the lights, man. Really? Ha- hang I, it from a hang it from an airplane and fly it around the fair. I think like old people say it's that. A, ban- <laughs> a banner. Yeah. Oh, d- this summer we had a banner summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't oh, know yeah. why I went to Tater Tad Hot Dish with that one. Um, <laughs> so we've had a number of seminarians with us this summer. I would like to um, note, what Catholic high school did they attend? Well, we'll get there. Whoa, really? We'll get there. What? So we've had, uh, we built this new rectory. Let's back it up. We built the new rectory beep, co- uh, beep. a couple years ago in order to have a bunch of priests. We have uh-huh, three. Check. And then to have a bunch of seminarians. And we had Father Leonardo last week, so and we had, four priests. Yes, yep. So we have, uh, so we had Robert Williams, who was on the podcast last week. That was a good oh, show about men. Two and weeks. He was two weeks ministry. here, and then he was on with the girls. But he was he, he was, was basically a lion he was tamer, a plan D, <laughs> plan D, and that whole thing. Um, anyway, and then uh, some of you, if you've been around uh, for the month of June, you've seen Joey Griggs, and we'll have him on the show. Mm. At some at some point before he leaves, but today I would like to introduce the one and only. Whoa, 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 Marcus <laughs> Lyons. What? Oh, Marcus Lyons. Hello, everybody. Marcus Lyons here. Welcome. Wow, that is that Welcome. is your radio. That is your first time on the radio. You know, you know how they do tweets and they go back and they like find a tweet and it's like the person's very first tweet, Marcus. Marcus Lyons, when you're a priest, radio they're going to say, your first radio moment oh. is, hello, <laughs> everybody out there. All right. Marcus, uh, Marcus has a fascinating history. So we're gonna, we, have, we actually have a, we have a topic today. We're going to talk about Scripture and the Old Testament. But I want to just let, let Marcus uh, give us a little where, you, where you're from, uh, your, give us your story. You're All a seminarian. Right. How, did that, how did that happen? Give us the... Give well, us the give uh, us the scoop. I'm from Tulsa. I grew up in Tulsa. Um, that's kind of what I was doing for the first eighteen. Where'd you go to school? So years. I went to Bishop Kelly. I went to Monte Casino, and we found out we talked about it yesterday. I might be the first Monte Casino. We think if Marcus Lyons 
if the Lord sees him yeah. through all the way to ordination, we think double check our sources, but we may th- we think he might be the first Monacasino grad yeah. to become a priest. So would that yeah. be fun? Yeah, super. That'd be super fun. Okay, then. Uh, but you have not always been a Catholic, right? Give us that. So give us that scoop. I started going to Catholic school at Monty in fifth grade, and that that was the first time I'd been to mass. And so mandatory mass, right? Catholic schools. It's good stuff. It'll get you. <laughs> did we ever cross paths at Monte Casino? I don't think we did. Bishop you would have. Yeah, yeah. Really? We you would have seen him at Monte because you'd go over. We'd all. I'd we'd go over there and help out because they like they didn't have priests I occasionally. Like, I was like I was like nine though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I. So then yeah. you became you became Catholic when. Uh, let's see. I was 17, so it was like winter, 2016. You were what year of school? You were a I was junior. A, I was a I was a senior at Bishop. You were a senior. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like my second to last semester that I did all the business. RCIA it, and well, yeah. that's kind of an interesting story. I didn't go through RCIA. You did. We we. I kind of I kind of got special. You had your own route. Yeah, special permission. Special treatment. How'd yeah, you pull special that? Treatment. Well, Father Matt Gerlich was my uh, pastor at the time. You guys were going to and, Pius? Yeah, we were going to Pius. And Wait, what's this were stuff? What now? What, what do you mean by you're, were? You're speaking in third person. You're saying we're, we were doing something. Yeah, so <laughs> we were going to uh, St. Pius. We started out. I Your guess, family. Well, I shouldn't say we. At the time, I was I was the only person coming Catholic. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. So yeah, and so anyway, I was received into the church, and then two years later, my whole family. Ah, okay. Easter, I was under the impression that you guys all did it together. Yeah, you became I was a Catholic, first. and then the rest of your family. Right. Good job, Marcus. Easter 2018. Everybody else was in. Ah, okay. And we've, we've been in the church ever since. <laughs> okay. Okay. What were y'all before that? So I was baptized Anglican, Episcopalian. I'm not sure exactly yeah, which yeah. branch. Subtle uh, differences, yeah. But it's it's pretty similar. They're just more the, thy, and thou kind of business. You know? is, that the di- is that the difference? Okay. Well, that's okay. one of them. Maybe not the most important <laughs> the, difference. <laughs> the litany of the saints includes the Queen of England who's currently living? Uh, it does actually, not, does it? I didn't it? know that. Uh, maybe it. Does. I hope not. Speculation. That would be that would be crazy. Okay, so then uh, you grad. So you became a Catholic. You graduated from yep, Bishop Kelly, yep. and then went to Purdue to follow my dream Purdue. to become an engineer. Yes. <laughs> and you studied what? What kind of engineering? Civil engineering. Okay, so which is what bridges. Oh, structural was my focus. What's your take on the uh, Surfside uh, disaster in Miami? That's something that they would probably show us in class. Like all the time. Why did that happen? Disasters and Why stuff. did 120 people die? I mean, I can't answer that. Because the building was... As an engineer, I have to take an oath that I you know, I have to stay in my own lane, basically. <laughs> Ethically. <laughs> Ethically. Oh, I see. I see. So you don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I'd my like to get your take on be, that. They had said that it was structurally unsound, but people just... Uh, didn't want to deal with it. It was just yeah. negli- negligence. Yeah, the building was like sinking. Yeah. And they didn't do anything about so it. They, they just let people... They probably didn't do a soil report. They probably didn't... Do you yeah. know about soil? 
a little bit about soil. I just got done with some geotech, but that's. I'm going to yeah, introduce you to someone. Yeah. We have a resident so a Catholic soil expert. Catholic soil or just regular soil? <laughs> I I would like to say <laughs> that he does not like my branding of no, the Red Dirt he, Riviera. He, he's one of our frequent frequent I, frequent critics. They've, they've got a type name for the dirt, right? And no, we called it. So we Father Kerry uses the phrase that that Stillwater is the the Red Dirt yeah, Riviera, yeah. and he's and he comes back at us that it's not dirt, it's soil. Right. Oh, yeah. That is a big one. Is that true? Yeah, actually, that's. Are you also criticizing us? Yeah, a little bit. Because Marcus, you just you're, you Marcus, get your we feed straight. you. We give you a place to stay. Let you on our show. We help you <laughs> with you your formation. Well, you come in here and eight minutes in, you're trashing us. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to be particular about theology and philosophy, but when I want to oh. talk about soil, you know, soil instead of dirt, that's a foul. That's like people <laughs> saying all sin is the same, and you're saying no. No, got, not at all. Got you got to call it as it is. Immortal. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair point. He just called me an environmental heretic. Fair, fair point, fair point. Okay, so Marcus... Um, you then like at Purdue, you had a good. I mean, you had a good Catholic experience at Excellent. Purdue. At first, uh, kind of, but that was kind of on me. And then got plugged in. Love it. Did some ministry, small group stuff. Loved it. Did you have give us some advice to um, college students that are listening? Yeah. What would you? You're just um, you just graduated from college. I mean, you're you're you I'd, are them exactly. You are they. The number one thing is just show up. Okay. And. Show up and jump in. Yeah, jump in. That's it. And I and think that's true. I mean, if you look at, at St. John's for the, you, I mean, there's students at OSU who, they never they never show up. Right. And then, th th and God doesn't have a chance to work on. Yeah, it there you go. God, did, yeah, give God a chance. Yeah, give God a chance. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes from there. I'm down I with that. Started showing up. I was like, I need to make some friends. It's a good place to make friends. The church. And then all of a sudden, I was in charge of. <laughs> small groups <laughs> no it's crazy how fast the turnover was you know once you get somebody that's dedicated it's like yeah right, they can guy. handle it yeah that was, that was uh the the the, the God reading last week was when i am weak i am strong exactly in jesus that's huge i dig that mm-hmm Okay, let's talk about. Uh, so we were talking. About, I was talking to Marcus yesterday about uh, what, like, what, what we should talk about. Marcus has a love of scripture. Yeah, is and this actually, true? My love of scripture. I first kind of <coughs> acquired it at my Protestant Bible study. Yeah, and I Protestants my freshman love, year in love college, the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, People "You need to read book. this. You need to memorize it. You need it needs to like flow through your life." And I was like, well, we have readings at mass. <laughs> yeah. And that was your, you know, that was how you were, that was your, your, uh, at that point I'd already kind of become a cradle Catholic in terms of mindset. I was just oh, like, I see. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we have it at mass and it's really good. And so, you know, my mom used to read it to me as a kid. That's nice. I think that's a good big job. reason why good job, the faith Catherine Lyons. stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Is because she, as a young, young kid, she was like, Jesus is real and the gospel is important. Wow. And so would read, like read scripture to you. Yeah. And, and your and brother. And pray with us. And, and pray with you. Wow. Yeah. Good. 
Well so that played. was my basic assumption. Wow. You know, a lot of people that convert have to like go through, oh, is God real? Yeah, a lot of those. But I came in and I was like, God is real. And I just need to get more serious with them. Yep. You know? I dig that. Okay, uh, Father Kerry, um, when when people say to you, do, do people ever say to you, like, I had a guy say to me once, and it was also on an episode of The West Wing, which is my favorite show. What? Um, and there was this episode where they were talking about this passage from the Old Testament. Okay. Of like uh, something that sort of seemed kind of archaic, so, uh, like a law, one of the one of like the Levitical laws from the from the early chapters, and and the president in the on the West Wing, and then this uh, this other conversation I had with this guy a couple years ago, and the phrase was, yeah, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not really into the Old Testament. I'm more of a New Testament man. Have yes. you, has anyone ever said that to you? Is this a problem I, I, at I, uh, on the OSU campus? I can't say it's a problem on the campus. There is, I, I find that a lot of people know St. Paul's letters, but don't know the Gospels. What's they up don't with know, that? That's they don't a know, whole different They show. don't know Matthew, Holy Mark, Luke, cow. and John, but they'll quote St. Paul. Yeah, they know everything from Romans, <laughs> so which there's is that. great. Good for them, yeah. There, there's that. Yeah. I, I, the, the, yeah, the downside of not knowing the Old Testament is you don't see the plan that's in place. You don't see. Tell uh, me you, more. I mean, he's a civil engineer. You know, when you build a building, we're you know we're St. John's is the halfway torn down right now. But in order to build the building, you have to do the site survey. You have to figure out like, yeah, exactly. There's a parable about that. You have to like you have to figure out like where you're going to build it and design it and how it's all going to be and then how you're going to use this site and use this construction. What's beautiful about the Old Testament is. It's the buildup for the Gospels. It's the legwork of the kingdom of God being built, uh, one. I mean, like, look at the story of Genesis. If you, if you don't know Genesis 1, 2, and 3, then don't even read the book of Revelation. Because the book of Revelation, it begins, like, Genesis begins with a wedding, you know, the marriage of God with his people. And it, the, the book of Revelation ends with a wedding with God and his people. So that's the, as they say in Hebrew, the barit olam, the golden thread that runs through the scriptures. You just made that up. I, d- I did. I just make up Hebrew words all the time. Uh, so Here goes y- Father Kerry making up the Hebrew words. I just fake Yiddish, street Yiddish. So the, 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 the story of the Old Testament is so important because if you don't have that, then you don't know why Jesus showed up. You don't know that how he fits in the line of David. When you read Matthew's, the intro to Matthew's gospel, you're like, uh, what's, what's all this mean? Like, you can't even pronounce the names. You don't even know who people are. That's why I you think— You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye. Well, oh, where, did, where have we heard that? That's from, uh, that's from, from the, the Old Testament. Testament. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you got you to hear the story. That's why I think, like, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year timeline, shameless plug. Big fans— I listen to it every day, and sometimes I like replay it over and over again just to listen to the story of the scriptures, because you gotta have that thing in your noggin as you as you as you go through it. Second, it, well, one, it's preparing you for the Messiah. Two, it allows you to see the the mercy of God. People are like, I I, I kind of like the New Testament because Jesus is nice and he's fun. He turns water into wine. He drives out demons. Wish he could do that in my mother-in-law. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and, and so people hear these stories, but then they say to themselves, like, 
oh, look in the Old Testament is just mean, angry God. Now, if you hear this story and you read it, it's like God wants to save his people over and over and over again. And, and like, like the vineyard, the story of the vineyard, when Jesus says, let me tell you the story of a vineyard. There, uh, there was a, um, uh, a rich man who built a vineyard and he built a hedge around it. And then he prepared it and tilled it and set the perfect grapes in there. And then he went on a long journey. And then he sent people back to check the vineyard. And some they threw out, others they killed. Yep. And when they sent his son, how did they treat him? They threw him out. They said, look, there's the rightful heir. Let's throw him out. Where does that come from? That comes from the Old Testament. Like the, the story of the vineyard is rich in the Old Testament of God building a vineyard or sour grapes or wine. Like the story of the wedding feast at Cana is in the Old Testament. It's just preparing you for this. So if you, if you don't know the Old Testament, I mean, you could say like ignorance of the Old Testament is ignorance of Jesus. Saint Jerome. I, no, well, Saint Jerome said ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. But so I, I um, I, I came up with a new saying: ignorance of the Old Testament is ignorance of Christ. Ignorance of the Old Testament is ignorance of the New Testament. I just made that up. Bam! T-shirts, mugs, <laughs> all over the place. Hats, banners. Yes, I, I don't know why people. So one, you get to see the continuous story of salvation history. Two, you get to see that God is rich in mercy and wants his people Ooh, back. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think a third, well, you get to see how, how Jesus is fitting into this story and how you fit into the story. So it's, it's, it's beautiful, yeah, I love the that. Old Testament. So it's actually, it's kind of a, I mean, it's not a new idea. Uh, so there's a second century, second century bishop named Marcion um, who basically said, I'm paraphrasing him, let's throw out the entire Old Testament. We don't need it. Um, yeah, we no, have what no we good. have everything that we need in the New Testament. And Marcion, they call a it's the H word, heretic. That's right. I wouldn't yeah, it's, say it's it. a it's a it's a heresy. Mar- Marcionism. I, I'm a nice guy. I don't say yeah. that word. Well, Marcion, <laughs> he's I hope he's in heaven now and realizes yeah, yeah. his his error. So did you, uh, Marcus? You. Uh, so you you kind of discovered scripture as a uh-huh. as a kid, yeah. And then and then what happened? Like, how do you in your in your twenty two year old self here? How do you what 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 role does scripture play in your life, and especially the Old Testament? Well, I think I only started to understand it as I started to understand scripture as like a parallel mystery to the mystery of Christ. Oh, like the the authorship of scripture is is both God and man. And so it has the same characteristics, like human characteristics as Jesus that make him accessible to you and I. Oh. So like, it's it's like a relationship to me. And, you know, there's a cliche. It's like, it's this love letter from God to uh-huh. man. And, you know, in a way he's just speaking our language. It's like, reading the paper you know there's history it's like reading a novel it's like tobit you know like it's all in there there's so many genres and different ways and and in a way god can get more intimate and kind of more harsh in the same way like song of songs jesus was never saying talking to you like he was my your love spouse is like a something. gazelle yeah. yeah so in a way he gets <laughs> even more intimate yeah. than christ gets yeah in, in the in the old testament. yeah that's a great point like that 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 the 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 scriptures are more of a 
I've always kind of expressed it more as more of a library right. than a singular volume. Uh, yeah, that there there is there's history, there's poetry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, even in the name, ta biblia, bi- yeah. bi- Bible is a plural word, not not in English, but in uh, in Greek, ta biblia, yeah. books. Yeah, the 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 books. So listen to this. This is a little a little article I just printed out uh, uh, called "Why Read the Old Testament." And so let's just listen to this, and then Marcus, you can you can jump in here. So this woman, her, Dr. Kristen Toll, she said. The Old Testament can be a mysterious, strange place for people to begin to traverse, like the woods of C.S. Lewis's Narnia with its eerily quiet snow or the mountain caves of Tolkien's dwarves with their dark passageways. Who knows what one will find in the Old Testament? Riddle-speaking prophets, strange miracles, bloody battles, stern commandments, even adultery, soothsaying, intrigue, and murder, a talking donkey, man-eating bears— a woman turned into a pillar of salt. What does it all mean? Why would God do things that he does in the Old Testament? And why are there stories of people acting kind of crazy and very sinfully? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's What's tough. up with that? Well, explain it to us, Marcus. I feel like a lot of that is idiomatic, you know, for the What does the that culture? mean? What's that like, word mean? Like it's a way that people communicate ideas kind of like a shortcut. And so, like, Jewish people have an understanding of that that you and I, like, wouldn't be able to achieve because we're disconnected. We're culturally disconnected. Very like much in America. So. Yep. Like, I didn't grow up with culture really at all, you know. And so for, for that cultural reading, you just get the context of, of all this stuff. And so there's stuff in the, in the Old Testament that's jarring and scary but i think if you understood those idioms you know like cultural sayings and context it, it would be a lot more comfortable but we have to force that in a way I, yeah i agree there's a there's that way of reading the scriptures that you know we try to put it in our own sort of oklahoma 2021 context and when you go back and and read it in the situation of the jewish audience you get something rich out of it that you would never get before. So, uh, yeah, uh, learning the Old Testament. I, I even think, like, um, archaeologically, like learning the landscape, learning the maps, seeing where the rivers are. So when they talk about these things, they, right. you, you're like, oh, okay, got it. Like, I think one of my uh, favorite scenes in the scriptures, just geographically, is where Joseph and Mary leave for Egypt. And if you don't know the story of the Old Testament, then you don't understand the flight to Egypt and the terrain. I mean, it's not like, I mean, they rode a donkey down like thousand foot mountain hills and dusty roads. Dusty roads. I think it was a G.I. Joe. He was a wrestler. Dusty roads. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Do you see how my mind works now? I just got, I just got lost in dusty roads. You know, deserts and sands and thieves and murders and people hidden out in, in that countryside. Yeah, it is so important to hear these stories because then if you hear the story of Jesus and the Good Samaritan and you understand the diaspora, you understand the Babylonian exile, you understand the captivity of the Jews, you understand like all these other nations being poured into Israel and basically dumped there. If you if you don't know the story of Ezra Nehemiah, then you don't understand Hanukkah. The festival of lights. Festival of lights. You don't understand, like, if you don't understand um, 
uh, what's that, uh, those two books, the Maccabeans. Yeah. You don't understand like Hanukkah and like all these things of the festivities of the restoration of the temple. It's just like ignorance of the Old Testament is ignorance of the story of salvation. And why would you want to step into the story of salvation if you just showed up and they're like, and this guy showed up who claimed to be God and man. Yeah, you need them both. So I think there, I think two, there's two good, two interesting points. One is, I mean, just very plainly, the Old Testament is the word of God. Mm-hmm. It is the inspired word of God. Amen. And so you can't, so to say, I'm I like, you know, I'm sort of a, I'm more of a New Testament guy. Now, is the New Testament perhaps more uh, sort of approachable, yeah, accessible. more accessible? That's the word yeah. I was looking for. And I would say, yeah, yeah. If someone was going to start out, I would probably start them in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, start. <laughs> yeah. Read these laws, and memorize here's how them. how the tabernacle needs to be put <laughs> yes. together. And this and is why you cannot plow a field next to your brother's field or you will be killed. Right. Okay. Uh, um, so, so one is that the, that the Old Testament is the inspired Word of God, and so when you read it, you have have that in mind. Um, then the other is that the the New Testament, the way I think a lot of a lot of the church fathers have put it, is the New Testament is hidden in the Old Testament. Yeah, and if you love something, you've got to have some patience with it. Ooh, yeah. You know, it's like your old grandpa's stories. It's like, you know, you've. Everybody's had a friend that at first they thought was strange or couldn't understand. You come to love the person. Father Carey's pointing at himself right now. And and you you just get more insight, you know, like you you see the God working through that person. But you kind of you have to enter into love with Scripture and hear those stories. Yeah. yeah, To really understand the family. Right. That's what it is. The history. That's it. That's an interesting way to put it. And maybe I think that can help kind of maybe change people's perspective on the Old Testament. Because I do, I think a lot of Catholics, a lot of Christians, a lot of, you know, anyone sort of approaching the Bible, you know, kind of gets, reads Genesis and is like, okay, neat. Exodus, wow, interesting story. Leviticus, what is going on? Because everybody loves our cultural stories. Like everybody's read To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's kind of jarring how like people are racist and yeah. But in the Bible, it's the same. It's like oh, somebody is killing another person or something. Yeah, or like adultery out. and and. But in English class, it's like oh, you know, you just have to interpret that and. But well, we gotta have the same patience with with. Yeah, scripture. that's a good point, Marcus. Of just yeah, having patience with the scriptures. It's not all gonna be immediately right. Evident. It's a relationship. Yeah. I'm digging this, Marcus. I'm digging yeah. this. <laughs> I think you got. I think you got things to say. Father Kerry has a confused look on his face, but we're on the radio, so you can't see it. Good. Why don't do that? Why are you? <laughs> why are you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just taking it all in. I just wish I had uh, become aware of the importance of the Old Testament at the earlier at, at the early age of twenty. What are you twenty? 22 yeah. years old just a wee little young man okay fair. father Kerry, favorite uh kind of favorite book of the of the old testament where what do you oh what have you what have you been what's been speaking to you i think you know the office of readings that we get as priests uh-huh. we've been hearing about saul and david and jonathan yes. the story and, of david. yes yes like the story of david, david is us yeah and he just that moment where he's like, oh 
uh, what he's confronted about taking this wife and killing this guy. Yeah, killed and the Uriah. Prophet, who is it? The prophet Nathan. Yeah, Nathan yeah. comes to him, and, and he's like, he just admits it flat. He's like, I've sinned. <laughs> I, I love it yeah, because thanks be to God. I love that moment where he said he tells the Nathan tells him the parable <laughs> of a of a shepherd That's and true. a sheep and that guy is like and da- he says David what should we do with that guy and he goes kill, kill him. him yeah and David sa- uh, and Nathan <laughs> Nathan yeah. says that man is you and David's like oh. oh so you know it's just beautiful. So uh, I love okay, that's good, uh, Marcus. What's your what, what's been speaking to you Old Testament wise? Oh what, my what, gosh, what's been? Genesis is the greatest work of human literature of all time. Okay, God had help ha- helped out with that, of course. But yeah. Genesis is great. I love Jeremiah, Ezekiel. I can't choose; it's like choosing a favorite yeah. child. Amos was really speaking. Amos, to me. yep, yep. Uh, oh my gosh, Tobit, like I just threw out there, is awesome. Song of Songs. Ecclesiastes <laughs> is a great one. Now you're just naming. Oh, now he's just named shamelessly plugging every book of the Bible. Well, I love the Psalms. Um, the Sirach um, is wonderful, which are which are Protestant brothers and sisters. You guys don't have that in your in your scriptures. You got to check that out. Yeah. Tobit. <laughs> check out. You got to check out those. Check out what's missing. All right. Well, uh, Marcus Lyons, it's been a joy to have yep. you. Thanks for on having the pastors. Me. You've been listening for a little while. Yeah, I have. Yeah, we and we thank you. you made fun of me. You haven't sent us any money, <laughs> so that's a problem. Yeah. So are we, are we still taking donations? Oh, we are. You better believe it. Shoot okay. all the time. We gotta cost money. Well, yeah. we gotta button this show up. All right, we're out of here. Uh, next week we're gonna do a show on the Eucharist. I think. Wow, it's time. I love it. All right, but Marcus, thanks for being here in Stillwater. Thanks for saying yes to the Lord. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.